As an unlicensed doctor, we suggest a prescription for one of our shows. Sign up for our free podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Fake Doctor's Orders. Sportsnet 590 The Fan On Demand. Here on the Sportsnet Radio Network, Rob Wong, Vic Palladian, and Show Ali, the first Sportsnet hot stove without any sports, guys. This is the new reality that we are all living in. I know uh, myself and you, Show, we uh, were on the program last night with George Russick. Mm-hmm. That was my first kick at the can of doing a radio sports talk show without uh, any sports in our lives. And I'll be honest, like... You know, the kinds of conversations we were having last night, it's just like normal conversations we would have on a regular day basis. It's just sometimes when, uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the sports world, you can't fit those conversations in. So it, uh, it felt a lot more, you know, like personal, it felt a lot more like open. And we could just talk about a lot of stuff because that's, you know, what we're kind of doing right now, trying to cope with the fact that we don't have any sports. We got to find ways to have conversations with people. That's, that's important to have those relationships. Though. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like a lot of the conversations you and I and Vic and, you know, Andrew Holland and everyone else here at the station that we have in the newsroom or in the hub that don't necessarily make it to air, those conversations will now, in piece, in pieces at least, make it to air. Yeah, the G-rated ones at the yes. very least will uh, make it to air. Some of the other ones probably not uh, safe for the radio airwaves will, will not. Uh, we're going to experiment with uh, things, but uh, definitely not to that extent we will spend the first you know hour of this program though just talking about you know this new reality like i said that we live in where just a few nights ago we thought okay sports are still going to go on just won't have any fans in the crowds and we'll be able to watch you know the golden state warriors and whoever or the raptors play at Scotiabank arena without any fans or the maple leafs take on a team without any fans in the stands and it'll be very very awkward um and you know in hindsight it's pretty obvious that that was going to be a pipe dream. That was a bad idea to to have to, you know, to want to do that for professional sports leagues. And, you know, we, we saw what happened the other night with Rudy Gobert, who, you know, a lot of people are sort of calling patient zero. And uh, some people have written articles about Rudy Gobert saving the United States of America and uh, parts <laughs> of the world because he's the one that uh, got the NBA shut down and the other leagues to shut down. And that, of course, has, you know, created instances where there won't be a ton of mass gatherings, which is, you know, obviously something that medical experts have called for the halt of. And, you know, it, it's just gotten to a point where, for me, when I look at, you know, the, the you know, how quickly the leagues shut down, Vic, that this should have been a long time ago. Yeah. Like, they, this should not have gotten to this point. And I understand they're leaning on medical experts. It wasn't as if, you know, the NBA was just like, we're just flying by the seat of our pants and we're going to do whatever, and then we're going to call the shot. Like, they're still talking to people to make the best decision, the decisions. But the fact that everything got shut down in a span of, you know, 24, 48 hours, it just goes to show you, like, yeah, you probably should have been ready for this way before Rudy Gobert the other night. Absolutely, but I, I also think that that's the reason why it ha- that's the only way it was going to happen is if a player got it. I mean, 
risking all other players getting it. I, I don't want to say that they don't necessarily care about the fans, but I mean they have to protect their assets and protect their players yeah, and their whatever. investments, right? Their investments, right? So I feel like that's the only way it was going to happen. But Rob, uh, you said it should have happened a, a much longer ago, and I agree with you completely. But sports don't get canceled. It doesn't happen. It does not happen. We've had a bunch of tragedies in the past that we've all lived through and we've seen. And that's what kind of is what sports is to me anyways. Like um, like we saw it last month in or a couple months ago with Kobe Bryant. Like something tragic happens and we go to sports and it's like another, it's like your family. Like you all grieve together and you get through it together. It happened in 9-11, I remember. The sports weren't canceled. They were postponed. But people come together and they grieve together and they cry together and they move on together. That's what sports is. And that's what is making this so difficult for me is because every time something bad happens, it's like you kind of have somewhere to go. Yeah. And you have a bunch of people that feel the same way as you. And you, you, you even if it's, I mean, something as simple as like your girlfriend breaking up with you for some, or, or something like that. You have three hours that night where you can kind of get your mind off of it. And now we don't have that. So I don't really know where to go from here. But I understand why it took so long for them to cancel it because they never do. They never, ever cancel it. It's, it's just something it's, this is unprecedented. And that's what's making it so hard for me to kind of figure out how we're going to get through this. But yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're a big WWE fan, uh, you're still excited because they put on a show last night on <laughs> uh, Friday Night yeah. Smackdown with uh, no fans in attendance at their uh, performance center. And they obviously sh showed some highlights from, from some previous matches. But th that's a great point that Vic makes show that uh, that's, you know, where a lot of us that are big time sports fans, even casual sports fans, that's where we go for the escape. That's where we go to take our minds off things and you know we live in an era now where there's plenty of things that we can do to take our minds off things whether it's video games you know streaming services we can watch movies you know there's you know games on our phone there's there's a lot of different things um you know probably want to stay off social media for a little bit here uh, depending on how uh, high yeah. your anxiety levels are but you know that's that's you know that's a great point by vic that you know in the best of times and the worst of times there was always something there for us uh and that was sports because, you know, uh, you would have a rooting interest for the most part. Um, the outcome of the game would be meaningful to a certain extent, but it wasn't, you know, life or death. Like, that, that didn't matter in the end, but it was just a nice escape for us to, to get away for a few hours. Oh, yeah. I think, I think sports has, in the society we live in, become, at least for us, right, the three of us and the listeners and people we work with have become let's say the the church of the society it's the church the at which we go to and worship right like that's what that's what all sports are and whether your your church is football or basketball or baseball or hockey or something else or maybe you go to multiple churches or what have you but it it's weird to think that a place where the doors are always open are now closed and i think that's what probably so many people are struggling with. Uh, it's funny because I, I saw you, you see on social media, it's funny you mentioned, depending on who you are, you may or may not want to watch social media, but I saw we were talking about this before the show started, Rob, but there was a headline I saw, which made me, which made me chuckle, especially considering I feel like we don't do that too much uh, over the last, or haven't been doing that too much over the last couple of days. And the, the headline was, many people spend sportsless weekend throwing at Astros batters and MLB the show 20. So I, I feel like that... Uh, it's funny because video games, for example, are another form of escape, just like movies and TV shows and books and so on. But I just, I, I, I do wonder the, the for the people who really like sports and, and use it as an escape and engage with it in all these different fashions, 
I wonder what will be the next method of, let's say, escaping. Is it listening to the radio? Is it watching movies? Is it whatever, right? I mean, it could be in any number of things. And I find that, I find that really interesting because, I mean, my, my, I was with my parents uh, when, uh, when I found out the NBA was getting suspended and my dad loves the NBA and he immediately got up and kind of was on his phone and he was talking to people being like, yeah, did you hear Rudy Gobert, patient zero? (laughs) And it was just interesting to see how he, and I'm sure many other people uh, kind of, kind of took it in at first. Yep. The thing is, again, another thing is like, it never gets canceled. Sports don't get canceled and basketball and hockey. We always have something. So I think when they did cancel it, it kind of, made people realize how big the situation really is. And I think that that's like what a lot of people in North America needed, actually. I, I don't know if a lot of people were taking it seriously. And it feels like people are starting to finally do what they were supposed to do in the first place. It's like when you're sick, you stay home. And when you're coughing, you cover your mouth and whatever and so and so and so. But I feel like this kind of rushed everybody and got finally started to get everybody to think about what they're doing on a day-to-day basis, getting their hands washed and all that stuff. That sort of thing. That, yeah. and, that and Tom Hanks. That and that Tom, and Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, that and yeah. Tom Hanks. I mean, let's let's go back to that night when just everything came rushing down seemingly in like a 30-minute span where, you know, the Jazz and Thunder are about to play a game and then you hear reports like, oh, they're they're delaying the game and you're wondering, okay, this is not good. Uh, you wonder what's happening. And then, uh, of course, the players get rushed off the courts and we're still waiting to find out. And then was it? Before, I guess it was just before we found out about Rudy Gobert, like Tom Hanks mm-hmm. tested positive yes, and his wife, it, yes. Rita Wilson, for coronavirus. It was, something, like, it was something like, I think, a span of 30 minutes yeah. where the United States president, Donald Trump, announced that they were banning travel to Europe. And then like 10 minutes later was Tom Hanks. And then five minutes later was Rudy Gobert. And then another five minutes later, the NBA was suspended. Yeah. So it was just an absolutely wild evening the other night where everything just came rushing down. And, and yeah, like Vic said, it really hit home. Not that it hasn't hit home for a lot of people. Like I know myself, this is something that I've been concerned about for quite some time. Um, you know, I have family that are over in China. I have, you know, people I know that uh, have been traveling uh, over the around the world the last little bit here. So you're getting concerned about everything that's happening. But um, like you said, it wasn't until that happened the other night where it it truly hit home like oh geez like this is like gotten to a point where it's extremely serious it's in our own backyards now and 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 we have to to you know face the reality that this is what's you know going on right now and it's a pretty serious situation and you know the reason why i brought it before that because you know i thought maybe they should have done these types of things earlier and, and like you said vic they don't close down sports um but it's because like you know, this is the only way to get out of this, right? This is, you have to stop having these mass gatherings where, you know, there's 19,000, 20,000 people packed into uh, an arena and they're using all these facilities and, you know, there's a chance for spreading the virus. And, you know, it was pretty disappointing the other night to see, I think it was in Denver, was it Thursday or Friday night, Post Malone's having a concert in uh, Pepsi Center and there's like, you know, Ten over ten thousand people like crammed in there, and you're like, "What is going on here?" Like these types of things should not be happening. Like when you know, Post Malone should have known when sports got canceled. Like I probably shouldn't have this concert uh, with all these people packed in here. Um, but that's that's the thing. We're we're kind of at the point now where we should be smarter about this, and we understand. And, and sports for a lot of people, I think, was that first. Um, real big sign that oh geez like yeah we gotta be smarter about this we have to do these things because if we do that means sports gonna come back a lot faster right Uh, if we continue to do these types of things then who knows how long we could potentially be dealing with it but because these things are starting to be limited social distancing as everybody likes to to talk about that is extremely uh, important at this stage of the uh, game and 
you know, we were talking before about the the different escapes and, you know, the things that we're, we're trying to do. I've been thinking a lot about the last, you know, 24, 48, 48 hours, just like what I'm going to miss the most uh, about sports. And we want you to chime in as well on the text line, 590-590. Give us your name and your location. What do you miss most just about having sports in your life? Could be anything like a certain player that you wish you could see, um, a certain aspect of, you know, the games that you miss, like you, you love uh, baseball, for instance, and you're going to miss like the batter pitcher interactions. Like could be anything. Just let us know what you're going to miss most about not having sports on the text line 59590. Just give us your name and your location. And for me, it's difficult to nail it down to one specific thing because I love so many different sports. But I think it's like you said, Vic, just, you know, having that escape, whether you're having a good day, whether you're having a bad day, seven o'clock, you can sit down on the couch, put on the TV, put on your streaming device or whatever, and you could watch something that'll just take your mind off of, you know, whatever you're feeling that day, good or bad. And, and you can invest in something and hope that the outcome is what you want, right? If you're a big Raptors fan or a big Maple Leafs fan, maybe you're having a rough day. You get home, Austin Matthews pots in a couple of your team wins. And all of a sudden, like the endorphins and all the excitement in your body, all of a sudden you're feeling good about your life again before you have to deal with uh, whatever else you have to deal with after that. But, you know, that's, that's I think, what I'm going to miss the most, just having that feeling of, you know, being really happy about something uh, potentially um, for a short amount of time, albeit how how short. Yeah, being a Leaf fan this year, sometimes those bad days yeah, get a little bit worse. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's a, that's exactly it. That's a great point, Rob. Like, I mean, just being able to take your mind off of other things that are going on in your life, maybe maybe even more important things. <laughs> I mean, probably definitely more important things in your life. Just take your mind off of it. Give yourself a breather be able to watch some sports. And the thing I'm going to most miss most, I am a massive, massive Toronto Maple Leafs fan, but I wanted to see the Raptors go on another playoff run. And I hope I still get to see that. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen if and when they do come back. I don't know if they're going to finish out the season or play a playoffs. I have no idea. But that, that's been the story for me that isn't talked about enough. I, I know a lot of the storylines here are about the struggling Toronto Maple Leafs, but I really, really am interested to see if this Raptor team could have gone on another long, long playoff run. Yeah, that's a that's one thing to think about that is, is definitely a bummer because if the season... Because I guess one thing we've been talking about recently has been maybe the season doesn't just get canceled. Maybe it gets, maybe they just start in the playoffs come the summer and everything gets pushed back. But um, we don't, no one knows how likely that is, if it's possible at all. But part of me is, is still holding out hope that we'll get a uh, fully healthy Raptors playoff squad, come back and take on a team in like a best of five kind of first round playoff matchup or something like that. I think for me though, I think the thing I miss the most isn't necessarily just Leafs hockey. It's just hockey in general. I, I think there's a few things comf as comforting to me as hearing the kind of scratch of the blades on the ice or hearing the slap of the puck around with the with the sticks or hearing people yell uh, while they're in the uh, in the ring. So just that kind of thing, I it's, it's very comforting, I think, just even as ambient noise. And I mean, I guess I could just go on YouTube and just put it in and play that while I fall asleep or something <laughs> like that. And it'll probably achieve the relative same effect. But it is it is nice knowing that something is happening live. And I think there's... There's a lot lost when uh, that goes away, I think. Well, look, we were talking before about different, different streaming services and ways you can watch. I mean, 
plenty of time now if you want to go back on YouTube or mm-hmm. whatever and, and watch right. some of your favorite games, right? Like yesterday uh, on Sportsnet, we aired the bat flip game, the seventh inning of that one, and a lot of people tuned in and were reminiscing about that. Like that's that's kind of the perfect opportunity right now to just head back in the uh, hot tub time machine and check out some of your your favorite, uh, you know, your favorite sporting moments. And, and maybe we'll talk about that, you know, later in the program, just about your favorite sporting moments from the past year because there have been so many. Uh, Christian in Calgary, uh, Texan at 595.90 says uh, he's going to miss fantasy pools and the trash talk that goes along with it. Uh, that That is true because uh, I know for us here, we had a, a fantasy baseball pool playing. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the draft is scheduled for uh, March uh, 22nd, so that is uh, next Sunday. I, I imagine we still might do it just in the hopes that uh, baseball uh, comes back. It'll, right. pr- it'll probably right. be one of the first sports that comes back, I, I would imagine. Like, I've seen some people put that out there. Um, but that's the thing. Like, we know it's going to come back eventually. We just don't know when. That's that's the big question mark right now with uh, all of the professional sports leagues. But uh, I can understand fantasy pools. But uh, this is your perfect opportunity now. We were had we had Mike Wilner on last night. He's got, like, the Sim Baseball League. It's like a board game. Yeah, you can right. do that, right? You can draft <laughs> and just do uh, simulation fantasy and uh, see how that works out for you. So but, I, t- uh, I take it we're not uh, meeting in person for the uh, baseball draft. Uh, no. I think we're going to keep our distance. <laughs> we're going to do it online. Fair. Uh, thank you for the internet and be able to uh, do it there. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Keith from Toronto, he says uh, he's going to miss Stephen A. Smith and his horrible predictions and analysis, especially regarding the Raptors. Because uh, I think Keith is thinking maybe the Raptors would uh, so, shut him up. So he's going to miss... Hate watching Stephen A. Smith. I think is so. Yeah, I think so. That's, yeah. yeah, I can understand why. I would have put a lot of other people in that uh, category as well, alongside yeah. Stephen A. Smith, that have had some pretty bad <laughs> predictions on the Raptors over the last little while. You know, the other thing that that pops to mind is just you know when it comes to baseball, just like thinking of the games being played, but just knowing that better weather's on the way, right? Like there's sure. nothing like yeah. sitting at the ballpark when it's open in the sunny weather. I tend to stay out of like the direct sunlight because that's a little too hot, especially with the seats at Rogers Center. That you feel like you're, uh, you know, an oatmeal raisin cookie being baked sometimes. That all but depends on what you're drinking, Rob. Yeah, that's that's true as well. <laughs> Maybe you just pass out and you don't even uh, realize that you're watching a baseball game. Um, but you know, that's that's I think that's the other thing that I'm gonna miss, like actually being at the games, right, mm-hmm. and actually enjoying it and, and having that fan interaction, right? Like we. You know, we talk about right now about social distancing and, you know, maybe uh, down the line, you know, you're not going to be high fiving that stranger next to you in the future. Like maybe that's something that you're not doing, but just being able to share it with everybody, right? Like at, it's one thing to share it with your buddies or whatever at home. It's another thing to share it when you're at the arenas, at the stadiums, when something goes crazy, you know, you're going to miss the hecklers, the guys that are yelling stuff at the players, man, it would have been great to uh, maybe see some Astros Blue Jays games at Rogers Center oh, this year. That would have been a lot of fun. So, you know, that's another thing that stands out for me is just, you know, being at the games and just, you know, seeing everybody, you know, interacting with what's going on on the field or the ice or the court. I think one of the, the craziest things for me as well is that, so Vic and I were both on, I guess it was Tuesday, Vic, we were both at the Leafs lightning game. And that was the last game of the season, right? As it stands right now. And the Leafs won that game two one. And it was exciting. It was a, it was exciting finish. I mean, we got to see in person. I mean, we got to see Mitch Marner feed Austin Matthews across the, across the slot. And then at the very end of the game, it looked like when the, when Vasilevsky went to the bench and the, uh, the lightning were just peppering Frederick Anderson with shots and the puck. Got, I, I remember how the game ended. The puck got kind of, trapped along the boards and yeah. the crowd stood up and, and the roar, you could hear the roar. We were in the radio booth because the game was on the fan and you could hear the roar kind of echo into the press box. And that was really cool. That was like a, a really cool moment. Joe Bone and Jim Ralph were going crazy as they usually do. And it's just crazy to me 
really is really surreal, really, that you're not going to get that for, I mean, who may, knows? yeah, who knows? That's, that's the thing. I mean, maybe, who knows when this lasts? Maybe it lasts just a couple of months. Maybe it lasts far longer. Maybe we don't get an end of the season. Maybe we don't get a start to the next season. I mean, I think if that happens, like Gary Bettman had said this yesterday when he was on Hockey Central, but if that happens, there are probably worse things to worry about. But yep. at the same time, I just, it's, it's, it's wild to me to think that we were at the last Leafs game potentially in a long time. Yeah, and usually when you win the last game of the season, you're hoisting the Stanley Cup. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, like Show said, like I think there was about 10 or 12 seconds left and Dermot threw the puck behind the the net and just kind of held it there. And, yeah, I never – I mean, I I knew the possibility was there, but you never think that that's the last game you're going to watch. It's – I mean, until they canceled it, I was still – I was like, nah, they won't do it. I was like, nah, I don't, I don't see it. No we'll, way. We'll be back no here way, without no fans. Way. Yeah, yeah, no way. There, there won't be. They'll play with no fans. Something will happen. And then, honestly, the first thing that popped in my head when I heard about Rudy Gobert is, oh my God, the Raptors just played him, and now they're in Scotiabank Arena, and now the Leafs are kind of in the same area, and everybody's gonna get sick. And yeah. I don't know. You kind of start thinking worst case scenarios right away, but yeah. I mean, I never, ever would have thought Tuesday was the last time I was going to watch hockey for a long time. No, that is for sure. I didn't think uh, people thought that as well. I mean, like the Warriors uh, were supposed to play in an empty uh, arena, and the Blue Jackets were planning on playing on Thursday in an empty arena. As far as we know, the the Maple Leafs were going to play the National Predators that night, and then, of course, uh, everything um, got canceled uh, around the sporting world. But uh, when we continue, we'll uh, keep taking your text at 590-590. Just give us your name and your location. What are you going to miss most about sports it's uh, going to come back eventually but uh, we don't know when what's going to stand out for you we've had uh, people chime in about their fantasy pools people chime in about some of the talking heads down south and having their uh, teams that they support being able to shut them up let us know 59590 give us your name and your location it's rob wong show le vic palladian here on the sportsnet hot stove on the sportsnet radio network Subscribe to the Good Show podcast with your favorite podcatcher, Sportsnet 590 The Fan On Demand. Sportsnet And hot stove rolls on here on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Rob Wong, Show Ali, Vic Palladian with you. Andrew Holland helping us out today as well. Hit us up on the text line, 59590. Give us your name and your location. What are you going to miss most about sports? We've had people chime in about fantasy pools. We've had people chime in about talking heads south of the border that uh, they love hate watching. AKA uh, Stephen Smith. I think Stephen he's great. A. Smith. I, I love just, I love, I love, I've, love watching. He's growing on me. That's for sure. <laughs> like for the longest time, you know, when him and Skip Bayless used to do that show and mm-hmm. they would go back and forth and you'd see all these clips on uh, social media or YouTube and you're like, who are these buffoons? And like, why does anybody watch this? And then, you know, it takes a while for you to realize like, oh, okay, it's a shtick. Like yeah. it's part of it. Like, yeah, they believe some of this stuff, but they do it to bring in like uh, to bring in ratings and to bring in viewers. And they do a great job of it because people love to hate watch it, like you said. Um, but yeah, it's like a, a situation where 
he's almost become just like a character, like a caricature. Yeah, like he's so. just like like larger than life. Like the you know, stay off the weed and the <laughs> uh, you know, Lamar Odom who was on crack. Like yeah, those yeah. those things are just like those are those are incredible, right? Like they're just so funny. Uh, Skip Bayless, I still can't get on board with, but yep. like Stephen A. Smith, he's he's just like it, uh, like he's like that lovable uncle, right? It says crazy stuff, but you love him because he's just a goofy guy. I, I feel like they've they've slowly massaged his image to the point where he's he doesn't just say things to annoy people like he his takes are no longer quite as harsh it feels like yeah and what, one of my favorite shticks that Stephen a smith does which i i think i'll truly miss and and maybe we weren't really getting them now because the nfl season had not started yet and now it just looks like everything's getting pushed back like the draft is going to be conducted uh still but like just without any fans in attendance which is hilarious by the way because the draft was taking place in vegas this year and they were going to like but draft picks on a boat yeah, that we're going to be on right. going to the stage. Are they still going to do that if nobody's watching? Probably not. But anyway, so the, with Stephen A. Smith, one of the things he did, which I, I loved, was he would troll Dallas Cowboy fans. And every time the Cowboys lose, he uh, would wear like a cowboy hat and he'd walk into like Western style music on their set and there'd be like a, a silhouette of the state of Texas and the blue star would come in and it would like fade to black and then he'd and then he'd just say like hey there cowboy fans like in a kind of texas accent yeah. that and it's it's such it's such a ridiculous skit and shtick and you can kind of even hear all of the all of the producers and camera people kind of snickering to themselves because it's absolutely hilarious and that's one thing i'll miss about specifically about stephen a smith because i find it wildly entertaining he's still taking those shots at skip bayless and it's great because he still makes those Twitter yeah, videos. Yeah. He wears his cowboy hat. It's 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 <laughs> uh, the the Instagram video. Sorry, it's really 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 well done. And it's it's crazy because I used to hate both of them, and then they stopped working together, Stephen A. and Skip. And I was all I'm now all in on Stephen A. Smith. He's got the new meme where he's looking off in the distance like, "What are you stupid?" Yeah, that meme yeah, and they, it's thrown in with everything. I I absolutely love that guy now. Uh, getting a text to five ninety five ninety from Rocco in Etobicoke says. I'm going to miss not having to watch my wife's terrible TV shows. Uh, like, come on, Rocco. Let's be honest. You like them. I know you like them. You say on the text line that you don't, but secretly you're a big uh, Love is Blind yeah, fan. Yeah, I want or... Rocco to text us and tell us what are some of these TV shows Yeah, are. let us know, Rocco. What are these TV shows? And we'll, and we'll grade them for you about uh, how bad they, they actually are based on our uh, opinions. But, yeah, like we, we've been talking a lot about just what we're going to miss uh, about sports and it, it, as we've touched, touched on numerous times, we just don't know when it's going to come back. And I think that's kind of, you know, scary as well. You know, Gary Bettman was on Hockey Central yesterday and said, you know, uh, we expect it to come back. But uh, if it does, you know, get to a point where we're postponing and canceling the season, like that means we got bigger things to, to worry about in our lives and, and not just the um, National Hockey League. But, you know, if we are looking forward and, and projecting to, to what, you know, we could see or what we could have seen over the next little while like what 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 you mentioned the raptors before vic like what what else are you going to miss about sports when it comes to you know what we were going to see over the next uh, couple of months okay well obviously bringing it back to the toronto maple leafs i'm a as big a doubter as any and no matter how much i love and cheer for them i'm a big doubter of the current team because i don't know if they have what it takes and i would have loved to see them at least play a seven game series against the tampa bay lightning um I look nothing forward to nothing more than playoff hockey. Playoff hockey is peak sports, in my opinion. There's nothing I like more than the first round, especially where you see one losing to eight all the time. I mean, 
it, it's the most unpredictable league, I think, in my opinion. I think it, the most luck is involved and the most falls on a goaltender, for example, things you can't predict. And that's my favorite part of the year is when we get into early April, late April, and you start rolling into baseball season, you're in the hockey playoffs, you're in the basketball playoffs. But I wanted to see if this Leaf team had what it takes to get past the first round. And I'm still hoping to see that. Yeah, I just I'm just trying to think what I would pick. I, I think you're right, Vic. I, I think playoff hockey, because you know what? A couple of weeks ago, I think you were in with me, Vic, and we were in the control room and we were watching with our colleague Sam McKee, and we were watching uh playoff goals, like or uh playoff OT goals. Yes. Yeah. And and it was uh it, it was a collection of the the wildest OT goals in, in in NHL history at the very least like of the past I would say fifteen years or so right because there were there were newer broadcasts that were being shown on this video and it was really it just it just really reminded me that as much as I love basketball and I'm, as much as I love baseball and extra innings and as much as I love single elimination football games and stuff I I do agree that I think the most exciting thing to watch is playoff hockey especially when it goes to overtime yeah and and it doesn't matter what game it is no game it doesn't really two, matter game yeah. three doesn't, it doesn't matter. really matter what team it is yeah. i mean if the Leafs are not playing <laughs> exactly. if it's like the oilers i remember a couple of years ago there was the oilers ducks like second round series or something like that the game went to triple overtime or double yeah. overtime and we're all everyone in the newsroom is watching like with their hands over their mouths because you who's gonna win like what's gonna happen here and it's just that kind of thing it, you can't really replicate that yeah i have a question for you guys um, we were talking, you were just talking about big overtime goals. Mm. Would you rather be at home? If you were a player in the NHL, would you rather score the overtime winner at home or on the road? Cause I think it was really cool when Kane scored it and you can just hear only the Blackhawks players like, woohoo. And the crowd goes silent yeah. and, and he plays that villain role pretty, pretty well. And then you remember Alec Martinez scoring at home or whatever, and the crowd yeah. blows up. Oh my what gosh. would you rather? Would you rather be the guy who shuts the crowd up or the guy who gets no. your home team going? No, I'd rather be the one that gets the home team going. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, because then you can just celebrate like even more with the fans. Like we we've seen it, um, of course, like last year with the Raptors winning the title, and there were a lot of Raptors fans that made the trip, um, and that was cool. But uh, it's just not the same. Like if you did it, if they did it at home, if they did it in Scotiabank Arena in game number five like that would have been you know what outrageous i i I, you know what just when you said that i just thought of the shot being on the road if Kawhi's four bounces are in philly i don't think it has the same impact well i mean it 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 does it does but i don't know if it has for him right you know what i mean well like the the two does he remember it the same way yeah well the two specific things that jumped off the the page for me like as soon as you brought that up is like Crosby's golden goal. Like if that happens in Russia yeah, or like, Sweden, yeah. Yeah. Or Sweden, like yeah. that's not the same. Um, but then I think of, you know, 2002 when Canada wins in Salt Lake city, like there were Canadian fans there. There were Olympians there like watching that game and it was great and people were celebrating, but like, you know, that's one of the coolest things about Crosby's golden goal in Vancouver is that it was in Vancouver and you got to see like all the reaction from the fans inside all the fans outside the arena. Like that's what stands out to me the most. So if it was me, yeah, I'm doing it at home in front of the home fans. Yeah, I think that it just even from a, a TV st- standpoint, just hearing and seeing the roar of the crowd and seeing everybody stand up and people are are high-fiving each other and, and hugging each other and stuff. Like, it's just, that is something that is truly unrivaled in terms of sports getting to experience that, just in general, period, versus just other avenues where you experience, like, fun things, if that makes sense, right? Like, it's just, it's just something that you can't really replicate 
an experience that you can't replicate that you get from watching sports versus something else you derive pleasure from. Honestly, that's you're absolutely right. That's what makes Sidney Crosby's goal the biggest goal in Canadian hockey history is that it was scored on home ice. If it's scored at anywhere else, I mean, I think I would have enjoyed it more, maybe personally, because I'm that way if, if he <laughs> scored it in the United States and buried him. But, I mean, yeah, just the pictures, all the red in the crowd, it's just unbelievable so yeah, yeah I, okay you win yeah okay all right you win i'll I, give I you that this, one i'll, I'll give you this that round one. you win this uh, round so you know the olympics would have been something that was uh you know said to happen later this summer of course so that's something that i was definitely looking forward to just to, to see how our canadian athletes would fare people like andre de grasse and, and penny alexiak of course um but you know when it comes to the north american sports one thing that i was really hoping to see and you know we're going to see it eventually but the Houston Astros and how you know teams and fans were going to react to them we saw you know taste of it in spring training with them getting booed anywhere outside of their you know home stadium uh, during uh, spring training games but uh, as you mentioned before show like that onion headline about people throwing at the Astros on MLB the show to uh, you know uh, waste the days away uh, playing some video games there but like that was for me, one of the big storylines this summer, just like how they would react, how would they perform? Like some of their hitters, of course, I think have been doing okay in, in spring training action, but that, that was something that, um, you know, was going to be really interesting to me. The Blue Jays, obviously, they had a really good spring training leading up to this point with, you know, great performances from guys like Danny Jansen and Nate Pearson and Lottie Jr. was hitting bombs and Bo Bichette was looking pretty good. So, you know, that's, that's, that, that for me, I wish, you know, we could get right now because that's so soon, right? March 26th was supposed to be opening day for the Blue Jays. So that's, you know, uh, 12 days from now. Like that, that was just on the brink of, you know, getting to that point. And, you know, the Raptors, as Vic mentioned, and, and the Maple Leafs as well, like, you know, those two teams, um, definitely polar opposites, one that a lot of people have belief in in the Raptors and one that maybe people don't have as much belief in as the Maple Leafs. But just to know or just to see, you know, what is going to happen with or what would happen with those teams is just so intriguing because, you know, like Vic mentioned, one team you're everybody's doubting and maybe they can prove the doubters wrong and the other team everybody believes in and, and maybe they are better than we think or maybe they're not as good as we think. Like, you know, that kind of gets back to what we miss about sports, right? Like just getting some answers about these questions that we all have about our favorite sports teams yeah i feel like the don't, don't you feel like the blue jays also just via their performance in spring training and seeing how some of the guys have been performing and then the the flames had kind of been fanned with nate pearson just being absolutely ridiculous whenever he was on the mound it, it feels like the the let's say the the tenor of the blue jays fan base has become increasingly more positive as essentially from the start of spring training i guess actually if you go back even further it would it would it would have started with uh the signing of hyunjin ryu and the return of matt shoemaker and like, i don't know how much the additions of let's say like chase anderson and tanner Roark at the time really moved the needle but i think once you saw shoemaker on the mound and he looked pretty good and the ryu signing and he looked pretty decent as well and then you add in all the position players it, it certainly feels like the the uptick or the outlook for the Blue Jays had gone way up. Like pe people were saying, I think what like seventy seven wins would be a, a win. Then some, then then we're saying a five hundred would be a win. Then people were saying ninety wins and a <laughs> and a second wild card spot. Like it definitely feels like over the course of a month, the uh, prognosis for the Blue Jays season had become wildly more positive, which I think is really great. Actually, it may, it means people are optimistic about the season. Yep, and you get to see all the young guys coming up and. I feel like that's weirdly not talked about as as much as the new pitching staff. I feel like, uh, I mean, we always talk about Bichette and Guerrero and whatever, but 
I feel like they're just thrown in because we just expect they'll get better and you just go on and, oh, you're going to get this from Vladdy and you're going to get this from Bo and everybody's talking about what this new pitching staff can do. So, yeah, I mean, I never even considered the Astros as being something I was looking forward to, but that's incredible. That's an incredible storyline. I can't wait to see how the fan reaction is too because, I mean, in one of the spring training games, I forget which team did it. They were playing I Saw the Sign. Yeah which is great. I want to see what kind of stuff that they have to go through. And you know what? What happens if they're if they're amazing? Uh, they're still going to get booed and people still hit their guts. <laughs> like, I think that's... that's Absolutely. Yeah. But but does it change the narrative a little bit? Uh, like what, what if they go to the ALCS and yeah, they beat the Yankees again or something like that's that? That's what yeah. I mean, right? Like, that's what they're... They've been talking about, the fact that they, you know, feel like if they win... Yeah, if they win, then, you know, they're going to be able to prove people wrong and shut everybody up. And, hey, it wasn't because we're banging trash cans and we're being given signs about what's going on here. It's because we're legit good players. Right. Like, that's what I think they, they believe is going to happen. But, no, nah, nothing's going to change. Everybody's Even if they do win, everybody's going to hate their guts. They're going to get booed all over the place. Like, the, they're not going to be able to win fans over, I think, outside of their uh, own home ballpark and their own home state. Can, uh, I, can I share something yeah, real quick with you? Yeah. My secret, secret want for for the MLB season was I wanted the Astros to win the World Series, no, just, my ju- just because I wanted to see like the reaction on social media. That yeah. would, I just that's my that was like my secret, like oh, in the kernel of truth. Yeah. Well, I know <laughs> you, you knew there were going to be people out there that if that does happen, they're going to be like, well, you got to give them credit, like they they did it <laughs> legitimately, and like maybe they are actually good. There's going to be those takes, but I don't think anybody wants to see that team succeed after uh, everything that went down. Please keep sending us your text, by the way. 590-590, let us know what you're going to miss most about sports. Uh, John in Calgary says, why not show some of the games from the National Cross League? This way you can see how many fans would watch, especially from the uh, the final from last year. Uh, that's a good thing. We're taking all suggestions. I mean, uh, we definitely need some content in this day and age. Uh, getting a, another text from Keith in Toronto. He says, oh, this is the guy that said uh, Stephen A. Smith is something he's mm-hmm. going to miss. He said, uh, oh, and talking to my dad, the day after a game, a Raptors game, about the uh, highs and lows. Yes, just the actual conversation about the games is definitely something that we are going to miss. But please keep sending us your text, 59590. Just give us your name and your location. It's Rob Wong, Show Ali, Vic Palladian. and it's the Sportsnet Hot Stove here on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Missed an episode of Lead Off? Listen to every episode and subscribe with your favorite podcatcher. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. Sportsnet Sportsnet Hot Stove, Sportsnet Radio Network, Rob Wong, Show Ali, Vic Cladian with you here on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Getting a bunch of texts uh, on the text line, 59590. Just give us your name and your location where you're asking you today. What are you going to miss most about not having sports in your life? A lot of people talking about the fact that, uh, hey, just not having them around is, is difficult because that was an escape. Christian Calgary said fantasy sports. 
Pools. Uh, Rocco in Etobicoke says he's not going to be happy that he's going to have to watch some terrible TV shows with his wife. I still want to know what, what these yeah, TV what shows are. They, Rocco what, in Etobicoke, please, text us back. Let us know. What are these TV shows? We're really curious. Like, how bad are they? I know what TV shows, like, I'm not interested in. But, you know, if you mention something that I do like, I'm not sure I'm going to agree with it. So <laughs> I need to know what these things are. Allison in Toronto, Texan, says, uh, I'm a defense lawyer who deals with extremely stressful and often traumatic circumstances every day, all day. Sports in the evening while I prepare for the next day are my escape. That's what I'm going to miss a lot. And, and that's something that we've definitely talked uh, plenty about this morning, just that rather, whether we were having a good day or a bad day, you had, you know, more, I was going to, we were talking before about three hours, but like uh, West coast sports, like you can have six, seven, yep. eight hours sometimes mm -hmm. of sports to be able to take your mind uh, off a lot of things and be invested in, in something else to, you know, either boost your mood. Sometimes it wouldn't boost your mood. If we're talking about teams that you really like and they lose, but still it was uh, ultimately an escape. Uh, Ali and YYC says, I'm going to miss the distraction as well. So I think, you know, as we touched on and you said it before Vic and, and the point I thought you made was great that sports doesn't get, doesn't get canceled, right? Like rarely gets postponed uh, unless something yeah. really, really bad happens and what's going on right now obviously is is really really bad but it, they are preventative measures but because you know whatever was going on the world on in the world there was always you know sports to go to to uh, help us relax help us to take our minds off that and since we don't have that now we have to find new ways to to be distracted about everything going on uh, outside of our homes at this moment so okay let me ask you guys this uh first saturday no hockey yeah what are you guys doing tonight uh, ooh, that's a good question. Uh, Vic and I play a lot of video games, <laughs> yeah. so uh, too we, too much. We maybe. might be picking up the sticks tonight. I think. All right, and some uh, chell. Yeah, maybe some chell, maybe some cod. Like we're we're not really sure what's what's okay. going to happen tonight. But uh, I think you know I've been seeing a lot of people on my social media feed talk about that. That you know we're we're going to start playing a lot more video games. We're going to get yeah. really good. I've seen some people. There was a social video like going around the internet the other day of uh, like a bunch of guys in a room and they were betting on. NBA 2K simulation. So, so they played the game just with the computers and guys are yelling and screaming at the TV and they're making bets on them. Like, that's genius. Like, that's you know, amazing. You know what's really funny about that? That is how we used to determine our draft order for fantasy football, you we'd all play each other? we'd all no we'd pick we'd we'd pick a team okay. like you kind of pick a team out of a hat yeah. and then we play like we just pit them each against each other in a simulation and we'd all just watch the simulation as though you were watching an <laughs> How actual long were sports the quarters? game. I think we made them relatively short. Okay. I think they were like five minutes or something yeah. like that, right? So and it, and it, and it worked it worked out to be like we'd only watch and it was it was kind of going on while we were like drinking in the background and stuff like that at one of our friends' houses, but it was a it was a fun way to. Uh, to not only pass the time, but like to get something quote unquote to quote unquote get something done. But uh, it's funny that people are now just like that's exchanging hilarious. real money about that. That's great. That's, yeah, that's that's amazing. I saw there's a couple videos of like people watching chess. I think it was uh, fake, but I saw some videos on Instagram people watching chess. It's like yeah, when their guy wins, and they're high five. yeah, and they're high fiving each other. I saw a couple videos of bowling things like that. But yeah, I mean, first Saturday, no hockey. If I'm not gaming with Rob here, I'm probably going to be catching up on some better call Saul. So. Ooh, well, there it. you go. Yeah. Uh, taking a look at the schedule that would have been today, oh, these are these are some of the highlight matchups me, for uh, the this. Toronto market. Well, the Maple Leafs would have been taking on the Bruins in Boston tonight <sighs> in, uh, you know, always an exciting game when those two teams 
square off the Panthers chasing down the Maple Leafs. They would have been home to New Jersey. So not that it's a guaranteed win night, but you would have liked the Panthers chances in that. So maybe they inch a little bit closer if they can get that win over the Devils and then the Maple Leafs uh, fall to the Bruins. Penguins and Hurricanes would have been a lot of fun. Capitals and Blackhawks. And then on the West Coast, you would have had Jets and Flames in a, in a big uh, Western Conference mm. uh, matchup there as well. So uh, what a night it would have been in the uh, National Hockey League, but you know, the least would have won. Least would have won. You would think so? Yeah. You think the least would have won? Yeah. yeah. Well, if they lost to the Predators, then everybody would have thought the world <laughs> yeah. the Maple Leafs is just falling apart. So uh, everybody I wouldn't would've... have been. I wouldn't be here if the Leafs lost on Thursday to the Predators. Yeah, that would have been uh, difficult to swallow. But hey, uh, we we can only dream it. Hey, maybe uh, we can run some simulations for some people uh, on these games and let them know the outcomes later. We oh, got to bring man. in a PS4 or something here. Great. We'll uh, just run it for about five minutes and, and let you know what goes down. But uh, that. What uh, that is, what would have been tonight in the National Hockey League, Leafs and Bruins would have been a great matchup in Boston. Now, when we continue on the Sportsnet Hot Stove, we will keep taking your texts, of course, what you're going to miss most about not having sports in your life. And maybe we'll give some predictions as well. You know, when sports does return, what are we going to think is going to happen when it does ultimately come back? We'll get into that next here on the Sportsnet Hot Stove. It's Rob Wong, Show Ali, Vic Pladian on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Missed an episode of Hockey Central? Listen to every episode and subscribe with your favorite podcatcher. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. Number two of the Sportsnet Hot Stove here on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Rob Wong, Vic Blaney, and Show Alley with you. Hit us up on the text line, 59590. Give us your name and your location. We've been asking you all morning, what are you going to miss the most about not having sports in your life? Should also uh, shout out Curtis in Meaford, who requested this song. So he's, he uh, says he's been loving Vic's mix. All morning long, so DJ Vic Palladian. Of course. Do you have a DJ name? <laughs> have you ever thought about being a DJ? I thought about being a DJ at one point in my life. Really? Where I was like, man, looking at these guys just spinning the tracks and doing the scratching, I was like, I want to do that. And eh, never, never even came <laughs> close to doing it. I also wanted to get, uh, when Fast and the Furious first came out, I was like, oh man, I am getting myself like the hottest whatever <laughs> souped up car. I used to buy the magazines and be like, oh, I want these massive subwoofers and these 20 inch rims and uh what was that show uh pimp my ride right. oh, yeah. Exhibit. Yeah. And i was, was like huge. man yeah. i'm gonna get the playstation 2 put in the back and we're gonna play <laughs> games in the parking lot and that never happened either so uh, i had all these like fanatical dreams about doing things like being a, a world famous uh, dj and scratching records and pimping my ride no <laughs> not, did not do, happen. Do you guys remember those those commercials? I don't know what, I think you just made me think of this with the cars and Pimp My Ride and stuff, but there, there was those commercials. I think they were Volkswagen commercials and uh, the commercial was literally someone would just have their car there and then like 
a crane would drop a wrecking ball and it would just destroy the guy's car in front of him. And he'd be like, oh my, oh my God, my car. And then the guy would be like, oh, Volkswagen, uh, auto engineering. And then they'd like present oh, him with yeah, a new, they'd yeah. present him with like a brand new Volkswagen. Yeah. And he'd be have, like, oh, okay. They used to have those guys like in the lab coats. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and it was, everything was white. And yeah. yeah, yeah, those guys. That's pretty hilarious. <laughs> uh, let's see. Checking out uh, the text line right now. Brendan in Toronto says, getting together with friends to watch a game at someone's place or a bar. Fred in Burlington echoes those things saying he's going to miss getting together with the gang to watch the game. Yeah, I think that's the sentiment that a lot of people have uh, today and uh, the last couple of days. That's what they're going to miss most about not having sports, just the community aspect of it and being able to enjoy it with your friends and uh, family. So, you know, let's get back into that for a second. Like, as far as, you know, when sports comes back or, you know, the way that we project it moving forward, we're, you know, not experts at all, like medical experts. We don't work for any of these leagues. We don't know. Like, that's the honest answer for, I think, the leagues themselves. We don't know when sports is uh, going to come back. But but let's say it does come back in a timely manner. You know, we've heard that the NHL, NBA, looking at arena availabilities for July. So that's sort of the, the benchmark right now as to when it potentially um, could come back. But with the information that we currently have show when we look at the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball was just about to get underway. Um, you know, what is something that uh, you were expecting to happen when it comes to um, those leagues? Like we talked about the Raptors before, we talked about the Maple Leafs. Anything that you saw kind of in the distance that you're like, I felt really good about what was going to happen okay. here? Uh, that's a good one. I, you know what? I, I, felt, I felt pretty confident that the Vancouver Canucks we're going to advance to, at the very least, the Western Conference Finals. Really? I was pretty confident about it. I admit, like, I, I think towards the, I guess, I guess now I can say towards the end of the season, but in the last couple of weeks, uh, the injuries to Brock Besser and, of course, to Mar Jacob Markstrom and stuff, but I think I've been on, I've been on the record as banging the drum for the Vancouver Canucks as the, the, the team that was going to go the farthest uh, out of all the, or I should say, all of the Canadian teams. And... I think I had come down a little bit off the high of the Canucks uh, was since the injuries to those guys I just mentioned, but I was, I was, and maybe it's, maybe it's irrationally placed, but I was pretty confident that the Canucks were going to go deep into the playoffs this year. I admit, I, I don't know. I can't really back that up with any like scientific facts or anything like that, but I, I, I don't know. I just feel like they were the team best equipped. Rob, are we talking what the leagues are going to do or what I think is going to happen in said leagues. Yeah, you can, I mean, you can give us a little bit right. of both, like well, your, your thoughts on okay, what's well, going to happen. And, and We can do whatever we okay, want. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, uh, just a, a side note here. I was just taking a peek back there, and I think NBA TV's on in there, and they're showing the uh, Raptors win over the Milwaukee Bucks in Game 6. And I saw Danny Green. Danny Green doesn't have his championship ring yet. Danny Green, the LA Lakers haven't played a home game in Toronto this year. They were set to play, I think, later yeah, a this couple month, weeks from now. Yeah, a couple weeks from now. So he doesn't have his championship ring yet. But um, if we're talking the, uh, the NBA coming back in, say, July, you said, or and the NHL tentative, whatever, that's what they're looking at. I, I don't think they could skip directly to the playoffs. And I'll say this for one reason and one reason only they need to play some games beforehand. Yeah. Just to get back into the swing of things. You can't have, what, three months off and then get fired up right back and get into playoff hockey. I think they'd need to play. I mean, both leagues, I think the Leafs had, what, 12 games left? Maybe, Somewhere around there, yeah. yeah I, think, maybe, I think so, yeah. 13 I maybe. don't know. If, yeah. if you could figure out a way to get all of those games in, 
I think that would be ideal. And then maybe shorten up the playoffs a little bit. Maybe play a, a best of five for the first two rounds or s- something along those lines. I don't think you could do best of sevens the whole way. I don't know how long that would take. Usually they're playing games into, what, mid-June when they start in mid-April, the playoffs. So I don't know if they have that much time be- before the next season starts. So I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking maybe they would have to play to make it fair anyways. I think they'd have to finish out the regular season and then figure out a way to shorten the playoffs. I, well, feel, like, I feel like they'd have to, at the very least, it was 12, I just counted, yeah, 12 games Yeah, remaining. 12 games. And I feel like there's, I almost feel like there's no way you could fit 12 games and the playoffs into what would be a shortened summer, essentially. Yeah. Well, we saw yesterday a bunch of reports out there that uh, the PA, the NHL, they signed off on a memo that said that uh, at some point to be determined, players uh, may skate in NHL facilities in small groups. And right. then near the end, there are plans before uh, plans for a mini camp um, before or if the, the season does resume. So there will be an opportunity for you know teams to Get start ramping back. it up. It's not just going to be, hey, we're back. Uh, here's a morning skate, and here's game one of the uh, Stanley <laughs> yeah. Cup playoffs. Like, you're ready to go. Like, they're, they're going to get some prep. They're going to get some time to, you know, get things going before they, they really have to ramp it up come playoffs. And, you know, it's interesting. George and I were talking about this last night uh, on, on Sportsnet tonight. And, look, anything's on the table. We're here to throw out wacky ideas. Like, we, we're not sure about what's going to happen when sports does resume. But how fun would it be to have, you know, the NBA or NHL, like, single elimination? Like, they just decide, you know what, there's not enough time for – a full three, four rounds of playoffs and then have an off season. And then we're back at it, you know, for training camp in September or October. And then here's the start of the season. Like guys need rest. Like if there's one way that they wanted to just expedite everything, um, you know, you're still getting playoff revenue. You're not getting as much, but just so you don't, you know, um, you know, flow over into the following season and Mm -hmm. make sure your players are rested. Let's just bang out signal elimination and uh, let's just figure it out. in like two and a half, three weeks. That'd be great. I honestly, the only issue I have with that is you might not get the best team win in the Stanley cup. Of course. And that's, that's, I mean, it, but it would you, be hella entertaining. Oh, oh my, <laughs> my goodness, would it ever. But that's the thing. Like, I, I mean, um, you look at Detroit, the Red Wings have beat Boston, I think, three times this season or something like that. I mean, it's because anything can happen in one game. You got to have it or you, you either have it or you don't. So I, I think that's a scary thought. But wouldn't you, wouldn't what, you love it, Vic, if the Leafs... Went, went went on to win the Stanley Cup and and they beat they knocked off in consecutive games they knocked off the Lightning then they beat the Bruins then they beat I don't know the Pittsburgh Penguins and then they beat the Blues like they beat those four teams in a row which is perfectly feasible and they won the Stanley Cup like everyone would lose their minds absolutely I would love it I would and I'd be rubbing it in everybody's face and I'd be at the parade and everything would be great but if they lost one game because. <laughs> In one weird fashion, for example, like I didn't like a penalty call right. or something like that. There's no second game to look forward to in the hockey. I don't know. It's tough. Cody CC falls down and uh, yeah, someone. One, uh, yeah. one game. <laughs> Losing that way would be tough. Winning that way would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, th- I think a lot of it's just because we're not used to it, right? Like if, yeah. you're, if you're an NFL fan, like show, you yeah. know, like if you have a team, like that's how it works. You got to be at your best on that day. Yeah. And if you're not, you're, you're going home. March right? Madness. March Madness. Like that's how it works. Tennis. Like all these, you know, some of these sports, like you better be good on that day because you ain't coming back if uh, you lose this game see and if that's the case if they're doing one game tourney style wouldn't it make more sense to add a couple teams too 
Yeah, well, that, that was definitely thrown out there, I think, that, you know, you know I mean? they make it to a point where, you know, if they wanted to just start into the playoffs, then maybe some of the teams that were you know, either really bubble close, teams, bubble yeah, teams, yeah, like exactly. they would include those teams, expand the playoffs. Like the top 12 instead of the top eight. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and have those teams in there instead uh, and try to, you know, do it that way. But, uh, you the know, Pelicans this is... winning over, like, LeBron and the Lakers? <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, please. Yeah, well, yes, that's please. the thing. Like, it's unlikely <laughs> that single elimination would happen. I, I don't think the league uh, would want that, um, of course, but, uh, you know, Regardless, I think we're all looking at, you know, if when sports does resume, you know, come summertime or maybe beyond that and the seasons don't get canceled and they decide to play off, uh, play playoffs, there's going to be asterisks, right? Like uh, either, you know, certain teams, you know, maybe they've had a longer layoff and some of their players have gotten a little bit healthier and been able to to return. Like if you're the Raptors, you know, if there's a silver lining you're, you're looking at, like Norm Powell was supposed to play tonight against Detroit. He was supposed to be back, but, you know, guys like Marcus Gasol and some of these other players, you know, Serge Ibaka has been dealing with this knee thing. Like that's good news for him. The Maple Leafs, of course, you know, Jake Muzzin, like he's been out for a while and some of their other players are banged up. Like there's speculation John Tavares has been dealing with something like, you know, this is, you know, good in that sense from a, a sporting perspective that uh, a lot of these teams that have injured players, they're, they're starting to get rested. Some guys are taking time off to get surgeries right now just because, you know, there seems to be a lot of time to, to be able to do that. So, yeah, when it comes back, playoffs, what have you, there's going to be an asterisk with every sport in, uh, in North America, whether it's the NBA, the NHL, um, whatever happens like that. People are going to look at it and be like, yeah, it's just like an outlier. Things happen, and, and this is why it happened. The thing is... Another, like, huge thing for me would be I'd need at least the best of three because especially in the Western Conference in the NBA, I need to see how this thing would play out. I need to see the Lakers and the Clippers. I can't have it just go down to one game. I need to see these teams battle. I need to see it. I mean, that's what the excitement is all about for me. I know one game is obviously winner take all and, like, the best guys show up and, like, you have to win this, but... Just the grind of it, I think it makes it more... Like the Raptors last year coming back from 0-2 in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that was so, so key. And without that, the the run doesn't feel as good. You know right. what I mean? How about we do it uh, like soccer? Or you can have a best of three, right? You do it like yeah, soccer. Yeah, cool with that. Soccer, uh, <laughs> uh, home and home. Home and home. And, and then uh, total points. Aggregate yeah, total to points. confuse the heck yeah, out of does, everybody. Does a, does a basket at home count for yeah. more? <laughs> oh, the Lakers scored 120 on the road. Uh, so what does that mean? They actually scored well, 240? The <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be against yeah. the Clippers. But it could be against there's any no other team. There's no road team there. Yeah, there's no road team there. There's no home court advantage for for either team that's it's on equal footing um but you know that's i think what's really interesting for a lot of people right now just you know when sports does return like what's it going to look like when it comes to the playoff format you know how is it going to go about i know elliot friedman was on the the morning show yesterday on leadoff and he was talking about with the nhl like this is a perfect time to kind of experiment and, and do some different things like we we had heard that uh, come the playoffs they were going to introduce that new puck that was going to be for like player tracking and things right. like that. And, right. you know, that was going to add a new wrinkle. But, you know, when the playoffs start at some point, potentially this summer for the NHL, do some goofy stuff, like try out some new things. Like, because as we said, like there's an asterisk for these seasons when it does come back, like here's, here's your chance, right? Nobody's going to blame you if you want to do something uh, a little bit different just to see how it works out. I, I could totally see also, and the, and the NHL and NBA are, are very well poised to do something like this, but Vic was saying, you know, there's no, you can't just go straight into the playoffs. You have to have some kind of tune-up games, which I think makes sense ultimately. And I I saw also things being discussed uh, along the same lines as single elimination games, but maybe like you introduce a couple of play-in games, right? So, I mean, for teams like the Leafs, 
it maybe it wouldn't really matter because they're in third place. But for teams like the Pelicans and Grizzlies, maybe they have a play-in game or something like that, right? It's like the equivalent of uh, the the wild card games in baseball before the before the play. I know that's part of the playoffs, but you know how it's like they they have that one game and then the winner of those one games go on to play the other teams as well, the division winners and so on. So I think uh, I think. That would be really interesting for the teams on the bubble at the very least. And then maybe you can have like a couple of exhibition style games for other teams. But I, I do find the uh, the idea of play-in games very appealing because it kind of gives you the idea of single elimination stakes, which it is, right, to the playoffs, but without necessarily punishing the teams that have like the number one seed or what have you. Well, we've been talking about it for the last, you know, several years with the uh, wild card games right, yeah. in Major League Baseball, yeah, right? Yeah. Like those are some of the most entertaining games oh, that great. we have seen over uh, the last little while just because, you know, lots on on the table there, a lots at stake. You win and it's still a playoff game, but like you win and you're in. Like you get to continue on and actually play more um, than just one game. And I think, you know, down the line, we could potentially see something like that in the NHL, in the NBA. Uh, we know the NBA has been thrown around like this midseason tournament that they might be doing at some point, and, and maybe they do have that as well, where, yeah, there are these play-in games, and just you bring in more markets, you bring in more fans to get excited about the potential of these things. And, you know, we I know myself, like I crap on parody a lot. Like I'm not a big fan of it. I right. love seeing dynasties. Like I love seeing uh, teams that spend a lot of money. They, they're the ones that are good. Like, you know, there should be advantages for, for certain markets or for certain teams. Um, but you know, it, I'm never going to complain about watching a playoff game, even if it's between two teams that I don't care for, I don't think <laughs> yeah. are very good because you add that extra drama because you add that incentive. Like, you know, we talked a lot about what we're going to miss about sports, just the drama and like wondering what's going to happen. Like, I don't care for the Pistons or the Charlotte Hornets, but one of these teams is getting in. Like, let's see what <laughs> happens tonight on the TV. Like that's, that's exciting. I think I, I also, one of the things too, was I remember for baseball, I mean, look, we, we got the eventual World Series champion out of one of those wildcard games, right? It was the Nationals, I think, played the Brewers, I think, in the NL wildcard game this year. And we got to see all the unconventional things. Maybe maybe unconventional is the wrong word because in those games, you do see multiple starting pitchers come out to try and lock down the other team and so on like that, right? But you got to see Strasburg and Mad Max coming out there and do things for the Nationals. And I find, and I find that really interesting because... That drama is something, like you just mentioned, Rob, is something that you get to see only a handful of times a year because, like, who is, like you said, who's really going to watch game 82 between, I think the Raptors' last game this year was against the Orlando Magic. Like, how many eyeballs were really going to be on the Raptors and Magic if the Raptors and Nick Nurse had just, were just benching everyone, right? They secure the two seed. Yeah, right. There's no, yeah, there's no drama there. Um, I was thinking along the lines of, like you said, they have a chance to be really creative here. And uh, a lot of the talk has been this single elimination thing here. And the way baseball does it, you see it all the time where they bring starting pitchers out of the bullpen. And it's really crazy to see because they kind of go get, bring out all the stops to get that one W, you know what I mean? In any playoff game in baseball, it feels like they bring starting pitchers. And you don't really see that in other sports where, I don't know, maybe LeBron James plays a full 48. That might be the equivalent of that, I guess. I don't know. But I think that could be intriguing. But if, if they did it in hockey, especially, I feel like the single elimination, I feel like they'd have to do the seeding 1 to 16. I can't, I don't see them doing it the way it gives you the, the opportunity to, anyways, to seed them everybody 1 to 16, and 16 plays 1, and 15 plays 2, and so on, because you don't have to worry about the travel going east to west or whatever, like things of that nature. 
I think that's the only way it would work, in my opinion. I think that's what I'd like to see anyway. Get out of this division format that you've created that doesn't work. Yeah. And that Gary Bettman said only Lee fans don't like, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. I think there's a lot of teams that aren't yeah. a big fan of it, but it definitely, yeah. you know, affects I, the Atlantic division a little bit more than others, I think. I think that would be the best way to do it is to completely reseed, go 1-16, to 16, blow up the conferences, and then go from there. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's definitely a great idea. We'll keep taking your text messages. 590-590 gives your name and your location. What are you going to miss most about sports? Uh, a lot of you know community aspects have been uh, put out there. People just getting to enjoy it with their friends and family, going out to a bar, restaurant, watching it, going to the actual games and going to the arenas and stadiums and actually watching these sports is something that a lot of you are going to miss. But gambling, please, apparently. Gambling, too, too of course. <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's a big topic right now. But uh, hit us up on the text line, 590-590. Give us your name and your location. What are you going to miss most about uh, sports and not having it in your lives? We'll continue next here on the Sportsnet Hot Stove. It's Rob Wong, Show Ali, Vic Palladian on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Send us all your money. Sign up for our free podcast at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher, and we'll send you a free subscription for Sportsnet 590 The Fan On Demand. Absolutely free. Sportsnet 590. 90 Radio Network, Rob Wong, Show Ali, Vic Palladian with you. Keep texting us, 590-590. Give us your name and your location. What are you going to miss most about not having sports in your life? Getting this text from, I'm just going to call it, I, this is not the real James Holtzauer okay. from yes, Las Vegas. Is. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not the real guy. You know how I know that? James, or who you think you are, it's because we can see the number. We can see the phone number that you text us with, and that area code that you're texting us from is not Las Vegas. But I mean, but so. but but it could be that James is just using uh, his uh, his Ontario phone. That is say. possible as well. <laughs> James Holzhauer, for some reason, has an Ontario <laughs> cell phone number and is uh, texting us in. Maybe he can like provide us some proof because because if it actually is, I mean, what a story um, that would be. But. Uh, this person claims they are James Holtzauer, the uh, Jeopardy champion, of course, a uh, longtime <laughs> sports gambler as well. Says he's, I'm going to miss being a man of leisure and having to get a real job as there are no sports to bet on. So uh, there you go. That's, I mean, he's that's, not wrong, though. He's not wrong. That is true for a lot of people. Like, that's something I even haven't even really thought about. But, like, yeah, what are those, uh, you know, big-time sports bettors going to do now that there's no sports to bet on? Like, is it going to be what we were talking about before? Like, you're betting on 2K simulations. <laughs> you're betting on chess matches. Like, it's I funny. Saw... You, sorry, it's, it's funny you mentioned the chess match uh, thing, Vic, because yesterday I was, like, perusing through the internet just to see, like, what people were streaming and stuff. 
not going to lie, for a, for 30 seconds, it didn't last very long, <laughs> but I tuned into a stream of a man playing chess on his computer. No, you didn't. Because I was like, hey, let's see what's going on. Oh, no. There was like 28 other people watching the stream with me of this old man with the camera on him, and he's like clicking away, making these chess moves. Was and he I'm talking like, himself? Or? Uh, I don't know if he was providing commentary. I don't even think he was even playing against anyone. I think he was playing against the computer and stream, <laughs> streaming himself live on the internet. Oh, and I was sitting there going, wow. It has come to this. I'm watching a 60-year-old man play chess against the computer that was after on the like, internet. That was after two days of <laughs> sports. It's not even like, like it's oh, not even weeks. Not where, like, where am I going to be? I'm like, very in happy. A couple of weeks. I'm very happy you said 28 people and not 28,000 oh. people or something like that. Because well, that look, would just be. <laughs> there's a lot of people that think it's ridiculous that you know hundreds of thousands of people are just tuning in to watch people play video games to begin yeah, with. That's true. So you know this is a reality. Like this was happening before that people were going on to watch video game streams streamers and you know different streamers doing different things and and you know watching that of course uh, on the internet to pass the time um but yeah like uh, i was blown away i thought it was going to be like <laughs> me and maybe two other people there's 28 other people so, i i don't know if this guy was famous or right. like you know semi-famous because you know 28 not super famous but like clearly people were tuning in to see what was going on maybe just out of pure curiosity may, i feel like that's probably what it is and what i'm what i'm hearing though is that the three of us need to apparently stream like Fortnite or something like yeah. we need to get we need to get into it as a group it crossed my mind yesterday like the whole 2k simulation thing right i, I thought know. about just like putting on my ps4 and just like letting it run and then just like people can tune in <laughs> and just watch it and like bide their time watching this uh, simulation of nhl wonder, or nba you know we were talking before earlier in the show you were like oh the leafs would have played the bruins tonight and then there would have been the flames jets game or stuff like that i wonder i, I wonder if anyone's gonna just they're just gonna like do that like they're gonna get their ps4s or their xboxes or their play their pcs or what have you and then just run the games on every day and say all right you can tune in to watch the leafs play the bruins tonight <laughs> I they're, think people they're, are doing you know that. that'd yeah. be I'd, you know what i i'd i say i wouldn't watch but i would for a little bit yeah i would you definitely tune yeah in. i just, tune in just just to again curiosity right just, have you guys just, over we, yeah. we could wear wear some jerseys we order some make some nachos it'd be great i, I feel like these sports betters though like that can't bet on any sports i feel like they're hitting the casinos maybe playing some poker or something but like that like do oh i guess casinos are still open like yeah, I, I guess mean, you just you have can to play cards sure. and you can play cards and there's a lot of things you can still do there so yeah they're they're finding ways to to gain an edge <laughs> and get some you know income in their pockets uh there's you know a lot of things you can bet on right so um i'm sure they're not short for cash i mean if you're a professional sports better you probably got a decent amount of coin you got some money saved up for a rainy day so you're not completely um out of luck but uh, sports betting was becoming really big uh in the u.s with the legalization of it in, in many different states and of course you know a lot of people like to bet on sports here in uh, canada as well uh, we've been talking all morning about uh, things that we are going to miss about sports you know keep texting us 59590 give us your name and uh, your location what you're going to miss most and i think for a lot of us we're sort of reflecting on you know just the fact that we don't have sports anymore and, and you mentioned before vic that you uh, said you know that game between the maple leafs and lightning on on tuesday night like yep. you didn't think that was the last time you were going to be seeing sports you thought we were going to see uh, games being played without any fans and, you know, it's like a lot of things in our lives we take for granted. And sports was definitely one of them. We knew that every night we'd be able to flip on the TV or streaming device or whatever. You can be able to watch something. Uh, now you can't. And it, and it makes you want it, obviously. But it makes you think about, man, all the good times that we had. So I wanted to spend a few moments just talking about the last year or so of, like, some of your favorite sports memories. And I think, 
you know, we can kind of push this one out there already, but we would all agree. Toronto Raptors winning the NBA championship last year, one of the greatest sporting moments of our lives for, you know, us that uh, live in this area, for a lot of people in Canada that were big um, basketball fans. That's something that I'll never forget. It might be the only championship that uh, I see in my lifetime. Like I was around for, you know, the Blue Jays, but I was such a young child that I don't really remember much. You know, Toronto FC winning their first MLS Cup, that was great too. Uh, But the Raptors just on a completely different scale and and it gave you a sense of what it could be like down the line if the Maple Leafs ever win a championship as well. Maybe it'll happen later this year in a condensed season with a single elimination playoff games. But uh, we'll start with you, Show. What what do you uh, think about when you think about your sports memories over the last uh, calendar year? Mm, Well, I think the one that at the very least immediately comes to mind is so actually Vic was involved in this as well. So uh, we were invited to sit in the Sportsnet box at a Raptors game, and they they changed because I guess Sportsnet recently in the last in the last calendar year I forgot when specifically, but Sportsnet switched over to a new president. They made a lot of personnel changes here at the company, and one of the things the new president did was he invited a couple people from every department to come as a way of saying thank you for all the stuff we've done over the last several years or whatever. Uh, so we got to sit in uh, the box for one of the games, which was pretty cool. And we went, I believe it was the Indiana Pacers, Vic. Yes, and, definitely was the Indiana Pacers. And that was the game, uh, if if you guys remember, or if any of the listeners remember, where it was it was during the Raptors' 15-game win streak. It was right kind of in the middle, I feel like, or t- maybe yeah. towards the end. It, it actually set the record. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. It it, it it set the, it was the, I don't think it was the 15th game, but it was like, because no. the, the record previously was like 11 or something like that. Yes. And this was the 12th win, or I forget what the number was specifically. But yeah, it was the game that they set the, the, the record for most consecutive wins in franchise history. And that game ended because the, the Pacers were just lighting it up from beyond the arc all game. Just everyone who touched the ball behind the three-point line, no matter who it was, DeMontis Sabonis, uh, Victor Oladipo, anybody, we're, we're just splashing it down uh, if on, on the Raptors. And the Raptors, I believe, went on an 11-0 run to end the game. And the the, the audience, the crowd, including Vic and myself, was, were just going absolutely bananas. Like, that was, I think, truly, I think, for me personally, being present in the arena as a fan and not watching for work or whatever— that I think truly is one of the craziest in-game experiences I've ever seen. Yeah, it was absolute. Everyone was kind of stunned. It was almost. It, it, I feel like it would have been louder, but everyone was kind of just like ah in awe. Like, what is going on yeah, right now? Yeah. What is? I think Serge hit a massive three right at the end. Yeah, he he, he, hit, he hit the bucket to make like the goal, the, the, the final the goal ahead. Bucket, yeah. and I think Indiana had a chance to tie or, or sorry to win the game yeah. on the last possession. Couple and bricks. OG yeah. and yeah. OG locked it down. But yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday. That was an, an, an incredible game. Um, for me. Uh, we're talking about memories, and obviously the easy one is the Raptors, like you mentioned, Rob, uh, winning the championship. But for me, honestly, the day they got Kawhi Leonard was probably my favorite and m- most memorable. I remember the days leading up to it and seeing the odds changing on all these sports books. So the Raptors are the favorite now. The Raptors are the favorite now. And then DeMar deleting all of his Instagram pictures and tweeting or putting up some weird comments and then it's like what is going on are the raptors actually going to get Kawhi leonard and the thing is that i think the reason why i like that more than i'm not saying i I liked it more than the the championship obviously but the championship had that cloud over it whereas i feel like right away right when 
we uh, the Raptors host, hoisted the trophy, it was what's Kawhi Leonard doing? What is Kawhi Leonard going to do? The the parade, it was all about Kawhi Leonard. There was the the five more years chance and all that. Everything was centered around Kawhi Leonard. And I remember back to when the Raptors first acquired him because that's, I, I feel like that lasted longer. The hope, it's like, finally, are the Raptors going to get over the hump? I felt like finally this team was ready and it was built the right way. You finally have that superstar. And then just watching the journey and, him sitting out games and the Raptors still kicking butt. And it's like, okay, this team with Nick Nurse, finally, it seems to be ready to go. And I, I just remember that. And, and when he's sitting at that table and he's, I don't even know where you're sitting at and he's laughing. And the Raptors finally, I, th- I feel like that finally put the Raptors on the map. They were the joke of the league. And then they became real, real, real deal contenders, especially yeah. when LeBron moved west. You know, just sticking with the Raptors for, for a second, I really hope one day, you know, someone writes like a tell-all book or does like a documentary um, like we, we see about some teams, just about what actually happened, you know, leading up to the Kawhi Leonard uh, trade and leading up to, you know, him joining the team and all of that stuff and the entire season that happened because, you know, I think we've sort of read and, and heard that, you know, it was a difficult adjustment for Kawhi and, and some of his teammates. And, you know, it didn't, it took a while for them to, to finally get on the same page. And yeah. then all, when they did, eventually um, they took off and then they make the Marcus Gasol trade and all the trials and tribulations in the playoffs. Like, it, like it's a Hollywood story, right? When you think about the season last year for the Raptors with, with all the ups and downs and all the change and, you know, for them to, to finally win that first championship and, you know, to, to finally shed that sort of um, lovable loser kind of thing. Like they're a fun team, but they just don't have uh, enough to get over the hump. And then they finally did beating a team like the Golden State Warriors. And then, of course, Kevin Durant and like all the injuries and stuff. Like I, I just hope uh, one day very soon we kind of get all the details about what happened last year with the Raptors. Uh, it was such an incredible story and one of the best sports moments I think we'll ever see uh, in Canadian sports. And, you know, another one that jumps off the page for me over the last little while has to be Tiger Woods winning the Masters last year. Yeah. And, you know, just like thinking about it. And of course he won't be able to um, defend his uh, green jacket because the uh, uh, Masters has been postponed due to the coronavirus. So Tiger Woods still the reigning champion of uh, Augusta. But I was thinking about that day because I, you know, was streaming it uh, on, on my uh, laptop and I was just like, really tired that day and I was just lying in bed watching Tiger you know pull off this incredible victory and you know there are moments the Raptors included anytime you know a team that you uh, cheer for or an athlete you cheer for and you're not really expecting them to win and they do win it just like you're it's so surreal like that's the feeling we always get um, when something unexpected like that happens and that's what I'll always remember about Tiger Woods and you know we're talking today about how we are you know Sometimes we take things for granted and sports specifically, and we all wish it was still here to to comfort us and we can all enjoy it together. That's how I felt about Tiger Woods that, you know, I've watched his heyday when I was younger, but I thought, ah, Tiger Woods is going to be here forever. He's going to win all the trophies. He's going to win all the majors. And then, of course, his life falls apart. A lot of it due to, due to himself, of course, it was self-inflicted. And it felt like this guy's never going to get back. And he had some flashes where he was, you know, PGA Tour Player of the Year, but then the back thing happens and the neck fusion and all that stuff. And you're like... You're thinking this is never going to happen again. Tiger Woods is never going to win a major, let alone a tournament. People are saying he's done, and he comes back last year, wins the Masters, like the most prestigious golf tournament outside of maybe the uh, Open Championship. And you know, if we're talking about greatest sporting moments over the last you know couple of seasons or a couple of years, like for me, that's that's right at the top of the list as well. It's funny. I was in Chicago at the time. I think 
for that whole weekend, actually, for the whole week leading up to the Masters and then that same weekend. And I remember I was in line at a at an event, at a convention, and I was kind of, I mean, the line was really long. It was several hours until the, on the thing, until the thing we were doing started. So we were kind of all, everyone in line was kind of just on their phones, talking, idle chatter. And I was there with two of my cousins and the three of us were chatting. And one of my cousins, huge Tiger fan, he was a, he's a little older than me and he, you know, big golf guy as well. And I remember I, I mentioned him. I'm like, oh, looks like Tiger's making a run on the last day. And so he was like, okay. So I remember we, we, we kind of stopped what we were doing in line, we were talking about something else and we, we all opened our phones and he had a subscription to, I don't know, whatever it was like the golf channel or what, what have you. And we just turned on the stream and we just got on the, the convention center's Wi-Fi and just watched the last couple of holes on our phones. And it was, and it was crazy because you could definitely, we weren't the only people doing that. Like it was, it was, I mean, that kind of thing transcends just, especially cause it's tiger, right? Like if it was somebody else, I don't know how much no. people would. No, particularly, it wouldn't, it wouldn't yeah. yeah, right. But because it was Tiger Woods, everyone was really kind of holding their breath to see it, and it was it was really cool. It was a, it was a fun way to spend, uh, for me at least, to spend that time with someone who was really who was really really into it and really cares. I feel like the I was here uh, you in the building. I was working in the building, and I feel like everything kind of stopped. No one was paying attention to anything else. It was all eyes on Tiger Woods, and honestly, it's. I hate to say it, but it's making me sad, man. It's making me sad thinking about not being able to watch it this year, actually. I mean, it sucks. It's It, it really, truly, truly sucks. And I hope we can get over this thing really quickly because this is... This is hurting me thinking back, man. It's, yeah. it's hurting. Well, well, that's the other reality, I think, that that have, you know, hit a lot of people. And, you know, the story kind of went underreported because of everything else that was happening in a much more serious nature. Um, but the other night, the Atlanta Hawks are playing that game and Vince Carter comes out in the last you know, like 18 seconds, yeah. hits a three, and you know by all accounts, this is probably Vince's last season. So if the NBA doesn't come back and it gets canceled, the season is done. We are never going to see Vince Carter play an NBA basketball game anymore. Like that's it for his career. And what a weird way for it to end because this is a guy that started his career in the in the lockout shortened season back in 1998 and here he is finishing his career in a potentially shortened season because of you know COVID-19 so that's you know very odd bookmarks to bookends I should say to to Vince Carter's career but like that's also the reality that we could be seeing the final games of you know certain athletes because it's their final season yeah maybe Zidane Ochara you never know like guys guys in the NHL like you have no idea what Who's played their last game anymore? It's 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 really tough. And uh, I mean, another thing is like again, it's it's obviously a small thing in the world. But uh, for example, LeBron James, he's not getting any younger. He wants an, another championship or whatever. He might miss out on an opportunity here to win one. Like a bunch of guys like that that are trying to cement a legacy or something like uh, along those lines. Um, a guy like Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby. Again, they're, we're not going to see them forever. So this is taking another year away or another chance for them to be cement themselves as the greatest that we've ever seen. And I think, well, really LeBron James is really the only one I think that is in that conversation right now. But again, yeah, he's what, 35, 36 years old. He's not going to be playing for forever yeah. so i mean he's gonna lose an opportunity and we're missing an opportunity to watch him as well for sure and even here locally in toronto you know austin matthews was set to shatter some potential yeah. goal records for mm-hmm. the maple leafs and we might not 
get to see that if the regular season is done. And uh, William Nylander, shout out to all the William Nylander my fans. Boy, my boy, my Career season, that would have been uh, a lot of fun to see how many goals uh, he would score as well. But uh, keep texting us, 59590. Give us your name and your location. We'll get to a lot of those in the uh, final segment here of the Sportsnet Hot Stove. What are you going to miss most about not having sports in your lives? We'll read those texts next here on the Sportsnet Hot Stove. It's Rob Wong, Vic Palladian, and Show Ali. It's the Sportsnet Radio Network. Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Do not settle. Demand. Demand. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. Sportsnet Sportsnet Hot Stove, Sportsnet Radio Network, Rob Long, the Gladian Show, Ali here on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Still got a few minutes to uh, get to your text messages, 59590. Give us your name and your location. What are you going to miss the most about not having sports in your life? Uh, a lot of people talking about the friendship, community aspect of it, not being able to enjoy sports with friends and family, going out to bars and restaurants, watching it, enjoying it with each other. Uh, Marion Scarborough says, I'm going to miss the Masters, which we just uh, talked about. Jim Nance's, hello, friends. This, to me, signaled the end of winter. Uh, that, for me, Mary, signaled the end of uh, winter as well. Same with baseball. Just means better weather is uh, on the way. PJ from Toronto, going to miss the daily banter between friends and coworkers, plus listening to updates and analysts that the uh, Fan 590 provides. Thanks for keeping us entertained through this time. We're still going to be here. We got We're you. We're still going to be talking about whatever. <laughs> I think that's... Uh, Really, what's going to happen at this point? We're is a be, hot dog a sandwich? Is a we hot dog know. a sandwich? Yeah, that's definitely going to be a topic of <laughs> discussion. Tune in for next week's uh, <laughs> program when we uh, dive into that. But no, we we are definitely going to be here providing you with uh, as much entertainment as we can. Uh, we're going to try to be a distraction for uh, everyone out there listening. We'll still have sports discussions. We always talk about um, in the radio business, you know, things that you save for a rainy day. Well, there's going to be a lot of those uh, rainy day discussions, I think. You know, who is who's better, Crosby or Ovechkin? Jordan and LeBron. Like, I think those are the types of things we're going to have. But that's natural conversation, right? Sure. Like, that's what people in bars and restaurants and with your friends, like, you're having those conversations anyways. So now is a, a perfect time to be um, doing those kinds of things. It's, the answer is LeBron, uh, by the way, in case you're wondering. <laughs> uh, <laughs> John in Guelph. Stir up the text line, Rob. John in Guelph says, uh, I'm going to watch reruns of Jason Garrett clapping from the sidelines. Hours of comedy and entertainment. No offense, John. I feel like that might get pretty stale after a while watching the clapper just uh, keep clapping. Especially now that he's no longer the head coach. That is true. He's out. He's out uh, as a head coach of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Ray in Burlington says, I'll have to watch more movies with my wife because there are no sports. Got, once again, R Rocco Natobico was complaining about watching TV <laughs> shows with his wife. Like, what are these shows and movies? Like, maybe they're good. Maybe you'll like them, right? Like, I've watched movies with my girlfriend that I didn't think I would enjoy, and I actually enjoyed them. Like, like give like them what? a chance. Uh, well, like, actually, I don't hate rom-coms. Okay. Like I'm actually right. a fan of rom-coms because, sure. you know, they're fun. They're enjoyable. Um, so there's been some movies that we watched together. And I was like, you know what? I don't really want to watch it, but I'll watch it because of you. Kate and Leopold. And then I saw it. And I was like, you know, you pretty go. darn good. Give, give me an example. We uh, need, we need. An example. Um, what was that one? Uh, it was on Netflix. Something great or whatever. With uh, <laughs> the, the, the girl from the TV show. Um, I think I Rob fell asleep during <laughs> this movie. No, it was actually pretty solid because I had uh, um, uh, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. 
from uh, from Uncut Gems oh, yeah, and, okay. uh, and Get Out. Like, he was in it. Like, yeah. he was really good in it. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. We're, you know, <laughs> watching different things and opening up our minds and uh, our, uh, ourselves to different opportunities here without sports. So that would be one of them. Uh, let's see. Leslie and Scarborough says, Happy Saturday, Robin Friends. Obviously, the Raps winning the championship is top of mind for me when it comes to sports memories over the last uh, year or so. The same night, I lost my comfy bench rain jacket as well as my uh, condo keys uh, during the parade stampede, uh, my girlfriend joked she saved my life that night. Uh, yeah, that was uh, wild. You know, we were talking earlier um, about, you know, handshakes and high fives and how maybe Oof. that's probably going to go by the wayside now with uh, everything. And even in the future, when things obviously subside, I, you know, said it after that night of the, the not the parade, but just like being out on the streets when the Raptors won the championship. I've never high five more people in my life yep. than that night. Just yeah. random strangers walking around now. I, as soon as I went home, I washed my hands for probably five minutes uh, to make sure that they were <laughs> germ free and clean. Uh, but that's something that I remember too, just, you know, being able to share that with people that night out in the streets of Toronto. You know, you know what the weirdest, most specific memory I have from the parade night was? Because I live right down, right, right down by the arena. So they had closed down. Uh, I guess it's I guess it's Bay. They closed down Bay, so you could just walk on the street. And they closed down virtually every major street in the downtown core that night. But I remember I walked up the deserted Bay Street on the other side of Jurassic Park, like on that backside of yeah. Scotiabank Arena. So I walked up Bay to front, and then down front to where like I had a, a York in front, where that kind of in front of the in front of the hotel. And I remember um, your your everyone was it was so packed. You're just like shoulder to shoulder with like hundreds of people, and for about 15 minutes, I was stuck next to Steve Pakin from really? TVO. Yeah. And, and, and I was just standing next to him. And I only realized like halfway through, I'm like, man, this guy looks so familiar. Like, who is this? And I realized, oh, it's Steve Bacon. And I was like, hey, are you like, are you Steve? And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm just I'm chronicling the night. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, high five Steve Bacon. <laughs> That's awesome. Like that, you know, just thinking about positive things, but now uh, with everything going on right now, like that, that night, I'll never forget just because of how it brought everyone together. Like there was, you know, there were some nefarious things going on, like oh, yeah. uh, buses were being vandalized and, and the such, but like, I didn't see any fights. I didn't see yeah. any like actual, you know, serious crimes going on. People weren't being robbed or there was no looting. It's just, everybody was out in the streets and it was just a massive, massive people enjoying each other, enjoying the night out. Yeah. I have much better memories of the, the, the night the Raptors won rather than the actual championship parade. The championship parade was, was a mess. It was a disaster. Yeah. Absolute disaster. But yeah, I watched the game at home, the game six against the Warriors. The Raptors won. I had just flown in from a vacation in Cancun. I got in the morning of, got basically got home, took a bit of a nap, and the game started. So right from there, head downtown with my brother, blasting trophies by Drake all, <laughs> all, all, all the way down. Um, and Honestly, Rob, you say you high-fived a bunch of people. I've never hugged so many strangers in my entire life. And honestly, even though the world is in a weird place right now, I'd do it again, and I'd hug everybody again. <laughs> Just give me that championship again. I need that championship. Yeah, well, hey, if uh, the NBA does return at some point this season, maybe there's the potential for the Toronto Raptors to hoist yet another Larry OB will uh, get there when we get there. But we appreciate all of you joining us this morning for another edition of the Sportsnet Hot stove. Coming up next, we'll switch over to Sportsnet today with myself here until 2 o'clock. We'll take your text messages at 590-590. Give us your name and your location. Show will be uh, producing it. And we want to know, since there are no more sports anymore, 
what is something that you're going to be doing without sports? You're going to be picking up a new skill. You're going to be doing some new hobby. Show and I need some ideas because we are out of them at the moment. Let us know what you're going to do without sports. Hit us up on the text line, 59590. Give us your name and your location. Sportsnet today kicks off next here on the Sportsnet Radio Network.